Uh, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 21 today. Matthew chapter 21. Um, and I want to look at, amen. I want to look at verse 10. Amen. I want to look at verse 10. And I want to talk about today. I want to talk about today. Amen. If you would, I want to talk about today. Amen. Palm Sunday. Amen. So if you look at it with me together and then we'll talk about what Palm Sunday is all about. A lot of people are not familiar. I would say familiar, but really understand what Palm Sunday is about. about. It's an important Sunday. As a matter of fact, I'll get into that in a minute, but, but let's look at Matthew chapter 21 verse 10 says, And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? I want to talk about this morning, Who is this? Amen. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Who is this? I believe um, even where we are today, there are a lot of questions as to who Jesus is. Um, When Jesus came into Jerusalem at this time, uh, there is a great uh, ruckus over who he was. And today I just want to encourage you all to understand that God is who he says he is. Amen. He's powerful. He's all-knowing. He's everywhere at the same time. And uh, for us not to celebrate Palm Sunday, amen, uh, would be to miss who he really is. Amen. So we find today in chapter 21 of Matthew, Jesus has laid out, amen, the plan. He is going to the cross, Uh, The actions we find in Matthew chapter 21, if you look at it, it says, And when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two of his disciples saying, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you'll find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. In other words, Jesus is preparing himself to enter into Jerusalem as its king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. But these actions were to fulfill a prophecy about Christ found in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 9. It says, rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion, shout in triumph. O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, your king is coming to you. I wish I had somebody. You see, Jerusalem and like us, we all need a savior. We all need a king. But Jesus now is fulfilling everything up to this point. Amen. He's fulfilling prophecy And he's fulfilling the promises that God had made to Israel. You see, sometimes it may seem like God is a long time coming. Sometimes it seems maybe in our lives that, you know, you've been asking and praying and believing and trusting. But it seems as if God is not 
answering. Come on, somebody. But I want to tell you something. God has a timing. So what I see here is a timing. But I'm going to talk about who he is here in a minute. But I have to lay the context before I give you the rest of the story, right? He's, he's fulfilling a promise, amen, that he made. The text says, behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and endowed with salvation. Amen. Humble and mounted on a donkey, even a colt, the fowl of a donkey. In other words, we find that Jesus now, his actions, even coming in on a donkey, amen, puts him in a place of humility. Think about this for a minute. Israel was looking for a king that they could put on a pedestal. But Jesus came as an humble king. And now he's coming into Jerusalem. This is the week that begins what we call Passion Week. This is the week that Jesus will go to the cross. Now, I don't know about you, but Good Friday is coming. Amen. And not only is Good Friday coming, saints, but Jesus is giving his life for us. I thank God. That every word that has ever been promised about Jesus is being fulfilled today, amen, and even back then. Palm Sunday is the day we celebrate what we call the triumphant entry. Triumphant because Jesus was not defeated. It may have looked that way when he went up to Golgotha's hill. Come on, somebody. May have looked that way when he was betrayed by Peter. It may have looked that way, amen, when his disciples deserted him. It may have looked that way. Come on, somebody, and say amen. It may have looked that way, amen, when he was hanging on a cross. But can I tell somebody something? He was a winner all the way through. And I thank God, amen, that we can recognize who he is. The question is, who is this? The text says, as Jesus entered the holy city, he neared the culmination of the long journey. He had a three-year ministry where he is coming in as king of kings and lord of lords. King, watch this, amen. King, watch this, to the Jews. King to the people. King who will rule and reign on David's throne. I wish I had somebody. He came, saints, to save the lost. Luke chapter 19, verse 19 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. So the question is, who? Come on, somebody. The question is, who? Is this so? The first thing I want to tell you is this He is God in the flesh, amen. Who is this? He is what God in the flesh. Now, if you miss Jesus as being God, then you got a problem. Then that means we need somebody else to be our savior. God needed a man who was sinless that could pay the price. For our sins. I want to tell you Palm Sunday is an exciting Sunday for me. 
And the reason it's exciting because Jesus, who is God, is coming in, amen, to save that which is lost. I thank God today that if you don't know Jesus this morning, amen, today is a good day for you to come to know him. Palm Sunday is marked the start of what we often call Passion Week, where we find the final seven days of Jesus's earthly ministry. So as a believer, I want to encourage you to always celebrate, always remember. Every year, I want you to remember this. As a matter of fact, this is the week where we're coming close to the end of our fast. This is the week where we've been fasting for 40 days now and God has been showing us things. We did not know we were going to be in this position that we're in, but thank God that we got a few believers, amen, who are sticking with the fast and they're believing and trusting God because, watch this, because this week, what we call Passion Week, amen, is the final, the finality of Jesus' earthly ministry. Palm Sunday was the beginning of the end of Jesus' work on earth physically, but he's still working spiritually. The text says, verse 3, it says, And if anyone says anything to you, watch this now, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. This is verse 3. He says, and immediately he will send them. In other words, Jesus says to his disciples, go to somebody's house, get that coat, bring them to me. But if they have any questions about who needs it, you tell them that the Lord has need of them. I wish I had somebody. I want to tell somebody something. The fact that Jesus predicted it. And the fact that it did happen tells us that he's God. I thank God when you ask the question, who is this? He is God in the flesh. The second thing is, not only is he God in the flesh, but here's the second thing. He is the sacrificial lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. Can I help you with something? He's a sacrificial lamb. This walk or this entry into Jerusalem, he's coming in as God in the flesh. But he's also coming in because on Friday, he's going to the cross. On Friday, he's going to give his life for my life. So I say that Jesus, who is, who is this? He is the sacrificial lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. Saints, I don't know if you know, but I thank God that I'm washed in his blood. I thank God that the lamb that he sent to take away the sins of the world, my sins are still forgiven. Thank God that my salvation issue has been taken care of. Thank God, hallelujah, that I don't have to keep on going over and over and over again, asking God to save me over and over and over again, because my sins have been forgiven. Thank God that he is 
the sacrificial lamb. Look at verse 4. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. And he says, verse 5 of Matthew 21, verse 5. He says, so say to the daughters of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you. Gentle and mounted on a donkey, even a colt, a fowl of a beast, of a beast of the burden. The disciples went and did just as just as Jesus had instructed them. And behold, the donkey and the colt, and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats. In the road. And others were cutting down branches from the trees. And spreading them on the road. You know what that was symbolic of? That the king could not touch the dirt. In other words, royalty is coming in. See, they re- see unless you recognize him as king. Unless you recognize him as king of kings. Unless you recognize him as God. Unless you recognize him as the sacrificial lamb, amen, you will treat him like anybody else. I thank God that on Palm Sunday, we get an opportunity. I know in in, in some churches they have the palm, you know, they do a little palm cross and things like that. But we don't have to do that because we got Jesus right here in our heart, saints. Amen. He lives in us and because he lives in us. Amen. We can live to see tomorrow. Not only is he the sacrificial lamb. The text says they were cutting down branches from the trees and they were spreading them on the road. Verse 9. The crowds going what? Ahead of him. And those who followed. Amen. Those who what? Followed. But the third thing I want to say about Jesus. Who is this? Third thing I want to say about who who is this is he was sent by God. Amen. He is God in the flesh. He is the sacrificial lamb, but he is sent by God. Can I can I can I just pause right here parenthetically real quick just to say something to you? Listen to this. If God didn't send Jesus, then today, right now, where we are in this pandemic, we would not have hope. You see, the reason I can hope is because I understand that God knows better than what's going on than I do. And I thank God that he sent us what we really need. See, I I thought I needed the paramedics. Amen. Or or I, I may think I need a stimulus check or I may think I need more food in my pantry but but God knows exactly what we need and if this pandemic is not causing us to take another look at our relationship with Jesus amen then I hope amen that you look again pay attention amen ask yourself this question where is Jesus in your life Watch this. God sent him because he knew that we could not take care of our own issues, our sins. So he sent him. 
sent by God on a mission. Amen. The crowds were growing and they were going ahead of him. Watch the text. The text says, and they were, and, and those who followed him, they, they were, they were what? They were shouting. They were, this word shout here means to scream. They were crying out right now. We got to cry out in a time like this. Come on, somebody. I know you want to look to somebody else. I know you may want to look at something else. I know the situations may look crazy right now, but right now is a moment of shouting. Thank God that 2000 years ago on this Sunday, Come on, somebody. Jesus is coming in. Watch this. He's coming in. Last year I talked about, oh, what a day. (laughs) This is an amazing day that Jesus came in. Amen. As a man, as God, sent by God. Amen. I know that's a little tricky to understand, but, but I want to tell you something. If he wasn't God, then he couldn't pay the price for our sins. Listen, the son of God could not do it for us. See, the son is just a image of the father. Amen. But Jesus in his flesh and his, in his nature, he had to be God in order to pay the price for our sins. Some people struggle with that. But I want to tell you something. I needed saving from myself. I needed saving and thank God that I'm not part of the crowd. Because see, some of the crowds who were gathered there, they were gathered gathered there to be a spectator and not a participator. Amen. But now we are in a situation in our lives where we can't gather as a crowd. But where, where you are right now, come on somebody, you ought to lift your hands and say, God, I thank you. For coming into, for making that triumphant entry into my life. Because without you, I cannot live. And without you, amen, there's no tomorrow. The text says, the text says they were following ahead. And the text goes on to say, and, and they were shouting. Now, now, now let me, let me say this as, as, uh, (laughs) as confused. As Israel was. (laughs) As confused as the people of God was. Uh, They recognized something. They recognized him. Amen. As God. They recognized him. They had a problem with him being God. But they recognized him as king. But you got to see what they said. Look look, look at verse 9. Verse 9 says... As they were, those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Now, the word Hosanna, <laughs> it comes from the Hebrew word, which means to save now. Come on, somebody. It comes from the word. I need help now. It's not SOS. It's Hosanna. And I want to talk to somebody right now. You're panicking in the pandemic. But you got to open your mouth and say Hosanna. 
Lord, save us now. Lord, we need help right now. Not to celebrate Palm Sunday is not to ask for help. God, we need you. Hosanna. Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And not only you say, who is G? Who is this? So the next thing is, he is, you ready for this? The savior of the world. Can I tell you something? <laughs> if you're not looking to Jesus now, amen. Who are you looking to, to save you from this that we're going through right now? Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I need you to save me now, Lord. He, the, word, the word also means save, we pray thee. That's what the word in the Hebrew means. Hosanna, they're calling out to him because they recognized that they needed saving. The Bible says, the text says, they were shouting with a loud voice. Amen. And they were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. I wish I had somebody. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. That has to be our mantra in this season. If you need something to say, say Hosanna. Open your mouth and say, God, we need saving now. Lord, we need a word from you, but we need saving now. Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You say, who is this? Because now watch this. Where there was some who recognized who he was. Watch this. With all that he has done. With all that he had proven. Watch this. He came in. And he's coming in. Watch this. Verse 10 is very interesting because verse 10 says, And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred. Can I, can I, can I, can I tell you what that really means? That, that word there, stirred, it means to be shook up. I'm looking... And I'm paralleling Palm Sunday with Corona Sunday. <laughs> and I'm saying to myself, there's some parallels here. But, but, but I know what we need today. We need to allow Hosanna. Come on, somebody. We need to allow Jesus into our spaces right now. So that he can save us in a time like this. Can I tell you something? Money can't save you today. The stock market can't change, save us. Jobs can't, food can't sustain you. But what we really need, saints, we need Jesus to save us now. Hosanna, Hosanna. Let that be our, our song. Let that be our mantra. Let, us, let that be our tagline. Let that be our hashtag. Let that be our Facebook post. Let it be what we say. 
Hosanna, save us now, Lord. Save us now. Because watch this. As the city was stirred, like, like right now our city is stirred. Our world is stirred. They were saying what? Who? Who? Look at the text with me. Who is this? Can I tell you lastly who is this? Can I tell you lastly? Christ, the hope in our crisis. <laughs> who is this? Say it to yourself. Say it to your neighbor. Turn to your neighbor. Christ, the hope in our crisis. You just got to call him and he'll be right there. You got to open your mouth and lift your hands and say, Lord, Hosanna. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Lord, I need you now to calm my fears, to hold me up in the midst of this pandemic. Because you, Lord, you, Lord, you, Lord, are the hope. You, Lord, amen, are the savior of the world. You, Lord, was sent by God. You, Lord, are the sacrificial lamb. You, Lord, is God in the flesh. I encourage you today, amen, to trust in the Lord. With all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall make that path straight. Can I, can I, can I say this? Can I say this to you today? Trust no one but the Lord. Trust no one but the Lord. Don't trust the media. Don't trust nobody around you, but put your trust in the Lord. And when you put your trust in the Lord, you will have hope in this crisis. Can I say this? Can I say this to you, saints? This is a special week for us as believers. And this will be the first week in history, amen, that we will not get an opportunity to gather together to celebrate our Lord. And Savior Jesus Christ as a body of Christ. What I want you to do is turn your private spaces into worship spaces. Amen. That's my first message in this, in this pandemic. My first message was turning your private spaces into worship spaces. And what we're going to do this week, we're going to do all week long, we're going to do reruns. We're going we're gonna to do premieres. Amen. Every night at 630, we're going we're gonna to do a new premiere on Facebook, uh, YouTube. Amen. And we're going to do some reruns of messages. Amen. To encourage you leading all the way up to Friday night. Amen. Friday night, we will have a full-blown Good Friday live service here at Division Church with the few people that we have, just our media staff. Amen. And we're hoping and praying Amen. That you will join us. Amen. As we push. Amen. Watch this. As we push. As we push. Pray until something happens. We're going to what? Push. Pray until something happens.